Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 65 of the Bonehead Podcast, where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Welcome back, I'm Ben, and once again I'm joined by Bloodside Ben. Hello. How you doing, man? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. How are you? Not bad at all. What's new? Not a lot. Not a lot. I was just saying when we were setting up, like, I was just like, it's it's going so fast. We feel, <laughs> I feel like everything is on autopilot at the moment, because I'm just like, wait, I've been recording another one already? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like I can't believe how quickly this one's come around. And I've been absolutely, I was really hoping that we'd, I just had a feeling we'd have like a pitch side report this week. But I wonder if G-Dub is just fully barreling towards uh, Cursed City instead at the moment. Maybe. Yeah, their attention seems pretty focused on that. Which makes sure. sense. I mean, it's a pretty chunky splash release, uh, which actually goes on pre-order the day this podcast comes out. So let, let's just... Are you going to be trying to pick it up, Ben? I'm saying trying to pick I, it up. I'm definitely going to try, yeah. Um, I'm worried. <laughs> I'm very worried about it. Yeah, it's um, it's ah, it, it's weird. The timing of it is a little bit unfortunate from Games Workshop because it's like, hey, the weekend where you can see friends again <laughs> mm. outside, fine. But actually, that's not a massive issue because you are allowed to use each other's toilets and you are allowed to travel through the house to get to the garden and back again. Um, yeah. Yeah, cool. That's a nice little loophole there. Uh, <laughs> we released this sweet solo game. Um yeah, and one of the the top things about it was the fact that it was solo, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be perfect. This is really good." And then, you know, rule back out. But hey, you never know. If you look at it, Europe, it, who knows what's going to happen? Mm. Um, but it looks yeah. it looks like it'd be great fun to play with friends. Anyway, it does. Yeah, I'm going to try with some friends who are, um, uh, I've got a friend who's built like an amazing like he's already done it. I built and painted a, a whole board for it. Oh, um, really? like terrain and stuff yeah it's it's crazy good um what size he's gonna use that's the question uh i think it was like i think he went for like 45 mil i think oh my god massive based on the um yeah but i think if you look at the photos i, I, I think it was that i haven't asked but um it's very yeah nice he's um, a dungeon bowl board i like that yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely know where to go to he smashed it out um and yeah he's gonna he's got this this thing which kind of you can film a board and then kind of scan in cards and stuff and then that gets broadcast out to people and you go on like a browser and you get your card in your hand and then you can see a live stream of the board and then you can kind of like it's all like kind of still private so you, you your hand is kind of you can deal from a deck and stuff like that if that's required um that's amazing yeah no it's really cool yeah i forgot what it's called but it was some kickstarter that happened ages oh, ago. that's cool i wonder if it's similar um, to spell table which is a magic the gathering thing though i think it's got like a an element where uh, you, can, you can scan some cards in and it they, they pop up and shows you what's going on um yeah it sounds similar oh dude that's so cool i mean mm. it would be great fun to play it in person but i don't know it's just something about like we were talking about this before the podcast is that the prospect of gaming outside with people again it's weird like for a tournament tournaments are always like a quite a big investment i guess it's, they're not really a big investment but do you know what i mean like there's an element of 
it's a mission. We're going to a tournament. This is an event. We're going to do a thing. Yeah. Like the prospect of regular gaming now just seems so crazy to be like, oh yeah, we can meet up and set up Blackstone Fortress, and, and it just feels like a lot of work <laughs> mm-hmm. compared to all yeah. this stuff is virtual. Because you were saying about we had that with that podcast, didn't we? With the like, <laughs> like wait, we can do this remotely. <laughs> oh yeah, that was. That was absolute <laughs> absolute game changer. It's like, oh, this works better remotely. Like, this is good. Um, but no, you were talking about D&D. And I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah. You know, that's that's cool. You know, what modules are you using on Roll20? And you're like, no, 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 in, in person. I'm like, you can, <laughs> you can play Dungeons and Dragons in person? Like, where, since when? <laughs> Ridiculous. I know. Who'd have thought? Uh, I think that's just because oh. you guys need to get some LARPing on the go. And that's okay. We're not going to judge. Yeah. We're not going to judge. I think that's pretty yeah, 100%. cool. 100%. Ah, fantastic. Uh, so other than um, the prospect of going outside again, Ben, what are we going to be talking about on today's episode? Uh, we're going to be having a pretty chill episode, just mm-hmm. sort of having some some chats about what we've been up to. Um, other than that, we'll also talk about our local league that we're running on Fumble. Um, but also to go off of that, we're going to be discussing if Blood Bowl 16 really is dead. Yeah, it's an interesting one. We thought we'd just catch up and talk about what we're playing at the moment before the club reopens. I mean, the club's going to be a couple of months at least, I think. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, probably a couple of months at least before we can start going regularly to play Blood Bowl again. But in the meantime, we filled the void with Fumble. And then we've explored the Secret Leagues. And it's really good fun at the moment. So just we thought we'd chat about how it's going, some of the teams, and just actually just talk about Blood Bowl, which is what we do. Um, but also, it's like, actually... Is Blood Bowl 16 dead? You know, all the content we do has been focusing really heavily on Blood Bowl 2020. But if you want to play Blood Bowl right now, you either have to play Roll20 or, table, or um, Tabletop Simulator. And it's, it's, I don't know, like, everything else is still old school Blood Bowl. If you want to play Secret League, it's old school Blood Bowl. If you want to play Blood Bowl online, it's BB2. And it's like, well, actually, everyone was like, boom, Blood Bowl 2020 is here, BB16 dead to me but it's not actually dead i think it's still quite live and we're just mm-hmm. going to talk about whether that's good whether that's bad what it's going to mean and just to chat about the fact that you can still play a load of cool stuff it's just the old format which is a little yeah. bit jarring at times um, <laughs> but as ever before we do anything else at all we are going to move on to blood bowl news cool. so even though we haven't had a pitch side report although one is due I think we're going to have one. Well, it's going to have to be next week now. I can't imagine they're going to use the Friday release to have a pitch side report, but you, I don't know. Never know. Uh, so there's a couple of bits of news floating around. First of all is a Kickstarter. Uh, it is the Crazy Frogs Kickstarter, which is not as bad as uh, that meant in the late 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> I, I wonder. I wonder. The Crazy Frogs is... Oh. I know, right? It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> We can all hear it in our heads. And those of you who are too young to remember Crazy Frog, I salute you. Well done. Um, anyway, this is a Kickstarter online by Cedric Snowmodel. Um, and it is a slan team. So it's on Kickstarter as Crazy Frogs. And it is way over its goal. So £2,239 mm. at the moment of a goal of £340. At, and there's 11 days to go. So this is carried on until April the 13th. Um and I don't know, Ben, have you had a chance to have a look at this team? Yeah, I have. Um, this is, I really like this, actually. This is like, it's not trying to do anything really 
like complex. It's just saying like, here is a team that works amazingly for Slan, and it's just like great, you know. Yeah, and that's, that's my attitude towards it. It's fantastic. They've done a great job. There's actually a test model you can print. They've sent us one of the blitzes, uh, which I've printed and have a look at here. And I mean, they're lovely miniatures. But the painted examples on the page are gorgeous as well. The frogs have done really, really well. Now it is, mm. um, it is. Oh, I say it's primarily an STL thing, but you can you can get a team. You can get a team. So let's go with the team. So a 3D printed team with six line frogs, four catchers, four blitzers, one big guy, and all stretch goals. Forty-seven pounds. Brilliant. So what's that? That's really good. Fifteen dudes and a big guy. Sorry, fifteen dudes, including a big guy, uh, for forty-seven pounds. Let's say postage takes up to just over fifty. Um, and they've got a yeah. ton of stretch goals that they've already hit. I think. Um, there's extra throwers. There's the cool doctor, which is quite cartoony. There's the coach. There's a cheerleader. There's some fans for uh, the stands. More cheerleader tokens. Uh, different head for the big guy. Uh, they've, they've they've got a lot of stuff here, and it's really really good. Now the style is very very frog like. It's a slanty. Yeah. You know you kind of expect that. Um, where's the team picture again? There's the team picture here. So I know a lot of people don't like the way slan fits in the law, and anthropomorphic frog people are always going to be uh, potentially a divisive topic, but. I like him. I, I was really intrigued when I saw this and uh, spoke to Cedric and obviously we got a, a chance to have a look at the STLs. Now, one thing to be aware of is when you print the stuff out, when you get the miniatures, the frogs are much smaller than um, the positionals. They are almost stunty in size. So I need to do a video for this. I haven't had a chance the last week, but the mm. frogs themselves are actually quite small. But the good thing about 3D printing is that you can just size stuff up. Um, which is pretty cool. Now, they come pre-supported, uh, so sizing up is going to be interesting, I think. I know that because I've had to do it for the Punga stuff uh, recently, <laughs> and we'll come to that in hobby because um, I've got multiple different sizes of dwarf on my bench right here. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, anyway, this Kickstarter, you've got the standard linemen who are all different frog players they've got the gloves they've got a ball here and there then there's the positionals you've got the catchers which are kind of medium sized and you've got the blitzers which are chunky boys and you've got a really cool big frog croxagore and it looks fantastic yeah the painting's lovely they've done a great job getting example miniatures um but if you've got a 3d printer then how much is it uh da, 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 18 pounds for the team basic yeah. team or yeah. 22 pounds for the fan team, which includes the stretch goals and stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ben, we, we, we're seeing loads of STL stuff now. 20, 20 pounds for an STL Blood Bowl team that's pre-supported. That's very good. Yeah. That's very good. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, you can print that to your liking and let's, I don't know, 30 pounds for print all in. You know, with the SDLs and the print, that's that's a bargain. And I don't know, your friends are gonna love you because um, there's yeah. always, there's always some spare miniatures when you when you're printing stuff. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of this. I've backed it. Um, I will be scaling up the frogs to work. Uh, and yeah, really like it. If you're in the market for a Slan team, and you should be because Slan are a unique Blood Bowl team that we're very lucky to have them sticking around, um, even if I had a horrible time for half the last league with my Slan team. Um, I went 4-0, drew against Richard, 
price and then tanked the rest of the way. My Croxigal died, everybody died, it was horrible. It was very Blood Bowl League. And I swear, yeah. Fumble is bloodthirsty. <laughs> so I can attest to that later. I, I just, <laughs> honestly, Fumble is an angry bear right now. And I swear, it's just yeah. like, oh, that guy fell over. He exploded and his whole family died. <laughs> it's like just... What's the sound effects that accompany it. Well. <laughs> yeah, I love Fumble. The splat. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. Tiff can always hear in the next room if I'm playing Fumble. She'll just send me a little message be like, how's your Fumble game going? I'm like, oh, hey, how'd you know? And she was like, because I heard you throw a teammate. And I was like, hey, you know what that sounds like? Um, wow. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's probably the best reason to play Fumble. Um, anyway, Crazy Frogs, Kickstarter. If you're in the market for a cool slant team, get a done. And the other bit of news, let me just pop this on the screen here and press play. I think we talked about it last time. Vortice were saying, Vortice Miniatures were saying, hey, there's a thing coming. Um, and they've released more information about the thing. And we thought it might have been an undead team or something cool. It is, in fact, a stadium. Have you had mm. a chance to look at this? Now, we don't know if it's an STL, if they're selling it, what what the crack is just yet, but it's pretty cool. It's insane. I, I, Yeah, I don't know. I would imagine this is a printable thing. I would imagine. Now, Vortis based on their preview. Haven't mm, done yeah, that actually, before, have they? Yeah, I'm just going like based on the images. It's all very like modular in fixed sizes, which convenient for a printer bed. That's kind of just like it, it adds up to what I've seen from other things like this. Yeah. What was it? Kraken Studios? They were just... did, 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 were they the guys who did yeah. that before? They had the stat. I need to get some of that stuff actually because I might as well. Um, yeah. Add to that. This stuff is, is kind of different. Like Kraken was focused on mainly on the pitch. They had some yes. surrounding stuff as well and fantastic surrounding stuff with lots of fans and stuff. But um, yeah, this is like you're printing like a, a cathedral. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is this looks like Beaulieu Abbey. This is a a ruined big thing. It's really cool. It is a big castle stadium. There's ruined turrets on it. There's massive Gothic architecture. You can take one half of this and use it as city terrain in 40k. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's awesome. There's cool gargoyles and things like that. Like it looks amazing. And I, man, I'm a a bold nut i don't think i will probably ever have a stadium i it, they look amazing but it's the practicality of playing it mm. in it i think if you if you had a place where you played all the time and you could dedicate it to kind of staying there yeah i think these are awesome um it... and it will be such a good like top table thing a tournament in toyment have a stadium don't they uh, yeah, they do, don't they? And I think you're right, Ben. I think when it comes to that, that's actually a really useful and really cool way to do it. Now, if we, I'd love if we can have a permanent studio for filming and we could just have mm -hmm. a, like, I think the mini wargaming guys do have that and it's just awesome. Yeah. But I don't know, like, the stadiums take up a ton of space and I think I'd rather have more teams, although I don't need another dwarf team because I've got, like, <laughs> six now or whatever it is and I don't even play dwarves. Um, so, you know, having a stadium is pretty grandiose, but it's pretty cool. I mean, it's very, very cool. It is completely unnecessary and over-the-top bling. Yeah, like, but I love that. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. So <laughs> if it lands as an STL, it'll be sweet. I'll back it and never print it. Um, mm -hmm. you might print it if it works for the uh, the plastic. 
And that with all the other terrain things. Yeah. <laughs> did you bat that 40k one in the end? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. The yeah, I printed off like two buildings. The vase terrain. Yeah, yeah, I actually banked one of those today because he's doing floors now. Oh wow! <laughs> I banked that even though I haven't done <laughs> the buildings yet. Uh, yeah, interesting. It's weird. Kickstarters have changed these days. If you can back an SEL Kickstarter, and you get the files real quick and then it doesn't matter because you'll not print them um and, yeah <laughs> and this, is, this is something i'm just absolutely finding at the moment is like i'm, I'm slowing down on buying things i don't need although i did mess up mm. and i'll we'll talk about that in hobby but like <laughs> you know i printed off a bunch of battle fleet gothic recently i printed off craig's fleet i've printed off some of the new orcs that i need to hook you up with the stls for ben because oh my god these orc boats uh, star boats are just amazing um, and they're pre-supported, which is just incredibly good. Uh, Amazing. But like, you just end up with a ton of STLs, and there's that weird like FOMO. It's like, ah, the Patreon, it's come out. Yeah. I need to save the files. I need to save them. I will never use them. I will never be able to find them in my download folder because I've I've had that time where I'm like, ah, actually, I've got a spare two square inches on the plate. I could print one of those things that I paid twenty seven pounds for, and, and I probably never will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know yeah. that's fine sometimes it's worth just backing something to help create it and that is the whole point of kickstarter yeah. and the whole point of patreon is you incentivize people being creative and even if you don't end up having a copy of it or using a copy of it i mean we've all backed a board game on a kickstarter that, that you know mm -hmm. either on the low end at like 30 pounds or on the big end 120 pounds and i guarantee you we've never played it i backed tiny epic mechs and i've got no idea if it even ever turned up um but, <laughs> but, but man i was excited to back it on kickstarter I was like yeah i'm gonna back that gonna get all the stuff when's it arriving 2027 fantastic you know <laughs> I've got no idea. I've moved house twice. Someone somewhere has got my copy of a board game, and I really hope they're enjoying it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be a bit of a rambly episode, guys. I, I've spoken to Ben for ages. Anyway, yeah. uh, Blood Bowl news. That is everything that I've seen going on. Mm. Um, anything yeah. else kicking around, Ben, at the moment? Uh, not a huge amount, yeah. We, it kind of goes through peaks and troughs. I mean, we've just had a beast of a Kickstarter sesh with the um the grebo stuff i mean that grebo gear landed really well and absolutely smashed all targets known to man which was pretty cool um mm. fantasy football let's try yeah, i look forward to that man, definitely it's so good like it's so good but to be fair the punga stuff is really cool actually should we talk about the punga team release for today did you see this i did yes <laughs> so, i like, skipped a beat for a minute and i was like oh no no it's okay <laughs> yeah i thought it was absolutely brilliant um how do we how do we do this how do we do this where do we go let's go there can we go oh no that's what we want to do let's go to the twitters and check it out on there i thought this was awesome so we're expecting the second half of the stern boys the incredibly undersized uh dwarf team and um it's april fool's day so one of the best April Fools is they've said the second part of the Stern Boys is on Patreon and they're goblins. They instead of releasing well, okay, that's not entirely fair. They've put a splash image and they've put dwarf bits on their underworld goblins and they look awesome. <laughs> um but some of the comments actually on the Patreon are so good. Like someone was like, I backed the Patreon just to get these goblins that I've downloaded to find that it's actually dwarves. <laughs> 
really? Yeah, I felt really bad for that person. I was like, oh, dude. He's like, oh, I wanted these goblins for my Chaos Dwarf team. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, uh, that is exactly right. Pretty good. That is exactly yeah. right. Like, yeah, we need these guys. So now everyone's spamming them saying you need to release these miniatures. But that's... Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Well, they've sculpted them, clearly. Exactly, they exist. <laughs> they've sculpted the as an April Fool's joke, this must have taken a significant amount of time. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, they probably got... Because, I mean, they probably got the beard part of the sculpt and then just stuck it on. Yeah, it. But they, it's they still, still look finished. Seamless. They look yeah. finished. Like, they've done a great job. These sculpts that they've done for April Fool's are better than a lot of other companies' stuff. Like... Mm -hmm almost all of the company yeah. stuff like if this was released by any new third party we'd be mega jazzed up for it we'd be like wow that's really unique like that's cool mm -hmm. i don't know why they've got beards but actually they look hobgobliny it's just so good uh but yeah <laughs> they haven't released those they've just released more dwarves which is still fine because their dwarves are really good uh but i did think yeah. that was brilliant uh, any other good april fools today uh the... <laughs> there was one i saw um I think it was a 40k channel and he was talking about how to like make money quick in the hobby and it was basically just describing games workshop sales tactics <laughs> which uh, just sort of gave me a chuckle so it was <laughs> yeah on the nose uh, yeah all specs tactics was that that, that that one made me laugh um yeah that's not uh they had the games workshop at the primaris lieutenant movie that was good <laughs> Yeah, I did love that. <laughs> I love that they go through the whole prospect of like these people like, who save millions of lives, billions of worlds, and this guy stands next to them. Um, and it's the progress <laughs> lieutenant. Yeah, but I, yeah. yeah, still better than most films, I think. Although today is the first of April, therefore Godzilla vs. King Kong comes out today in your home. Uh, you is can, that today? Yeah, you stream at home. So Tiff and I have got movie night on Sunday, and we are watching King Kong versus godzilla and i imagine it's going to be awful and she may fall asleep but it'll be fun that's what you want it's godzilla versus kong of course it's going to be awful but that's why you watch it yeah because it knows it's awful it's yeah. a lizard fighting a gorilla i'm genuinely worried i'm going to watch it and i'm going to end up buying into monster apocalypse while i'm watching it because i've always been uh. i've always been this close to buying into monster because i love the mechanics like the game is so clever but it was wrecked because the first edition was all pre-paints and also there's just too many games out there and there are too many games it's expensive and there's no customization and it's a shame yeah. so i don't think it will land well and that's the great thing about all the games workshop stuff especially blood bowl is every blooming thing is customizable and you know we you've got kickstarter after kickstarter and patreon and and you've got honestly you could spend your life on at my mini factory and build team yeah. after team of blood bowl which i do now which i had to order more resin good job um i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna blame craig's battlefleet gothic ships for that but it really is just me printing out blood bowl players that i don't need at mostly the same blooming punga dwarf thrower um and three different Should we talk about hobby? <laughs> yeah. This is, this is a good story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Two things left to mention. 
just want to say oh, yeah. thank you to everybody who supports us on patreon that means we can put extra resources into competitions and making extra content which is awesome you get early access to content and we have monthly competitions on there as well which is pretty sweet and uh we have got uh well first of all thank you to our new patrons nice to see you chris stevenson the sir spence keith douglas mark nichols jim folks and david brennan thank you for joining us this month or this week and uh we've got a competition on that is available to everybody at the moment which is an adjusted roster design competition and we're seeing some great stuff come through at the moment as a skaven coach i'm loving all of your work it's really cool um we've got a competition and basically which makes sense because we've got the punga stuff here um we are going to be giving away a printed team of the punga stern boys minus the massive boat because i don't understand why the boat is in there but you will get a death roller one of these massive death rollers and it will be printed at the appropriate scale which i will talk about in a minute um so yeah what we're looking at is for you to put together one of the rosters that are in blood bowl now or create a new one if you want but ideally we're looking for hey wouldn't it be cool if we took the x team and we took away this position or maybe replaced it with this one or boosted up the number of other positions like hey how cool would an amazon team be but you got rid of two blitzers and added fun in the version of a croxagore like and you made the catches human catchers and you made the team a team instead of just dodge uh, you know and stuff like that we're looking to see what you can do and in the kind of framework um there's a video on our youtube and i think i put it on the pod feed as well so if you want to know the specifics of that please get involved and we've got an entry date of the 10th of april that gives ben and i a week to go through all of the entries and pick our top ones and one patreon entry and one non-patreon entry will win a team from punga that we will print of the stern boys and as gnarly as the sizing is they are awesome sculpts. They just need to be made a little bit bigger, which I have done, and I actually love these. So I've got on my desk like a whole bunch of different dwarves. I've got the Fanath dwarf. I've got a Grebo dwarf. I've got a Punga dwarf. I need to finish <laughs> off doing a size comparison video, basically, based on the dwarf teams that are out because it's really different. And that's the other so thing. many good options. It's just so good. So, yeah, adjusted design competition please get your entries in because it's just awesome and then next uh podcast i imagine actually you know exactly what's going to happen there you've been death zone's going to land mm-hmm. next weekend uh with more info and that's going to be a bumper episode but you know what i'm on board with that i'm on board with I'm that. so yeah yeah but no drop that'd your, be nice drop your entries <laughs> to us if you can uh our, our email um the bono podcast at gmail.com makes it easier for me to compile them and share them and everything but uh, otherwise just get in contact with us uh, all right, Punga printing hobby time. And we're back, and it's hobby time. And uh, so, so, so the Punga stuff is amazing. It's pre supported, and the pirates were phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. They came in multiple, yeah. not multiple pieces. Uh, the Patreon's like, what is it, £10 a month then? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you get, at the moment, half of a Blood Bowl team a month, which is fine. Because actually, I think for most casual printers, actually, that's probably a topic we should talk about, Ben. Like, but, you know, you've got a month to print out one of each model. That should be fine. I feel like, and Ben, correct me if I'm wrong, but people with printers um, spend three quarters of the month not wanting to clean up a failed print and then a solid week <laughs> printing like a demigod 
I, I yeah. is that yeah until it breaks again until it breaks again yeah, yeah. okay good okay. yeah the cycle continues that's been my experience at least there are some who out who go out there and uh they, they'll post on social media just like yeah like printing like a machine or they'll do like a, a cute nice lovely well-edited video of them having a good time with their printer they're liars they're, <laughs> every single one of them <laughs> these things are fantastic but they're a fantastic nightmare and yeah, maybe we're just doing it wrong. I don't know, but resin printing is is yeah, gloriously awful. I am willing to say that I am cowboying it and have cowboyed it the entire time. So a lot of these mistakes are because I just I, well, you guys have seen me play many many blood bowl games. You know I'm willing to be like yeah yeah all right let's do this yeah three plus three plus three plus three plus it'll be fine. Hey, hey. sometimes you are a glorious touchdown machine. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. sometimes you just have resin everywhere and it's bad and uh, <laughs> actually it's... every print comes out when you've got like half a dude just uh, like you've just like severed i don't and just understand like... <laughs> like i printed this frog dude and there was just bits missing inside it like i've shown you a couple of my failed prints where it looks like someone got halfway through a stargate and switched it off that's kind of like yeah. to be expected literally just looks like oh that half of that's gone uh, but like and i don't mind that because i'm like right it's misleveled i've done something wrong that's fine like the entire print was fine it was just there was just it's just like someone chucked it into photoshop randomly selected a square and deleted it it's just like it's, yeah. I, like someone had yeah. portal gunned the middle of this miniature um however however <laughs> ian triplo did come up with potentially the winning thing of saying actually exposure time which i'm not convinced that i boosted it up from 7.5 seconds per layer to eight seconds per layer and it printed out just fine i think it's because i cleaned it re-leveled it and did all that but i don't know it worked and it does help you lose a bit of detail but it helps you lose a bit of detail yeah. do you yeah if you increase the exposure it um patterns it out like if you, the lower the exposure the cleaner the print oh. um but the more prone to error it is, the higher the exposure reduces a lot of the error, but it uh, can soften the print. Oh, well. As in, I'm, like, it softens the detail. I've got to say. It's, it's not that much of a difference. The, the frog team, frog dudes, then, are very detailed. Um, but no, the yeah. thing is, Ben, you gave me these uh, settings for the printer at 7.5, and it's been brilliant, dude, for, for like five months. And then just yeah. this, just this last month, it's been tricky. I don't know whether it's the temperature, although it's been much. Did you colder. change the resin? Uh, yeah. Did you resin? No, no, I was going to, yeah. uh, but I keep panicking, and I'm like, oh no, I haven't got resin, and just buy again from Amazon. Um, yeah. I keep meaning to buy the water soluble stuff because apparently it's better for six mil stuff, and you know me, I like crazy six. I've mil heard things. rough things about it. Yeah. Um, oh really? It's something for everyone. Hmm. Yeah. Again. Better the environment. I've seen a I've seen a video of someone having a great time with it, and I was like, "Wow, this must be the chosen way. This is the one." But maybe it's not. Anyway, Punga Miniatures, <sighs> they released the Dwarf Team, and they're mildly oversupported, I'd say. But they are not the <laughs> they're not the oh, dude, what were the orc the orcs that was a Kickstarter? Oh, yeah, the Pirates of the Orc Bay. Yeah, yeah great team, awesome team, great but those team. supports were. Oh, that was one of the first miniatures I printed off, and it was just in. It was like a, it was just like this block of supports. Like, yeah, there's more resin in the supports than the miniature. Yeah, no, never a failed yeah. print though, which is hilarious. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> it's a, you're yeah. printing a pillar. <laughs> yeah, it's just solid. So I printed out a whole... I got really excited when the Stern Boys landed. I printed out a whole bunch of them and put them down. And I was like, they are they are small, like 20 mil scale. I was like, no worries. I'll, I'll print it 110%. They came out and I was like, yeah, it looks better, but that is still slight. 120% though, that is the winner. That is the winner there. You've got to be careful of the supports, but this this guy and the other guys come out brilliantly. And like I don't know, I can't probably get that onto the camera. I've got the they've got the dwarf thrower here at 120%, and it is awesome. And he sizes mm-hmm. up beautifully to the Grebo ones, beautifully to the Games Workshop ones. So yeah, if you've got the Punga and you haven't started printing it yet, be aware those dwarves need a bit of a size boost and i i know that people told them so i'm wondering if this version two stuff is going to be a different size mm, but yeah but because stuff comes supported you don't have any idea of how big the model is do you no no it's it's difficult to gauge i have a um the way i do it for uh most things i've got like a test model which i kind of know like what the size is it's just like a, a standard wizard and like I, he's like basically hero height for most 32 millimeters, like a, a normal lineman. And I will align him with whatever angle they are in their support mode oh, and just try and scale it to him. That's genius. Or like rotate him. Yeah. So I kind of align everything to my wizard and, if the, <laughs> and trust, trust in the wizard. Yeah. That's genius. That I, yeah, I, yes. Good, good, just good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> anyway, I printed some of these guys. I love it. Now I've hit the 120%. I kind of ran out of resin, so I've got because I've been printing a, a Battlefleet Gothic fleet for Craig and sneaking in or cool orc ships that I will never use, um, uh, I imagine. And uh, yeah, so I've been having having fun doing that. Printing the frog guys, they're pretty sweet as well. Um, what about you, man? Hobby wise, uh, I think I spent pretty much the entire time painting a Nurgle lineman, <laughs> which looks okay. awesome, by the way. Yeah, I'm actually really happy with it. Um, that's probably as far as it goes in my Nurgle experience, in my Nurgle team building, because I'm I'm bored now. But um, <laughs> oh no, you did the new challenge thing. Like have to then. Everything I do has to be some new project where I try something new. Yeah, but and but, give up on it. But if you if you solve the puzzle, you just it's on to the next thing. Yeah, I I will carry on. I've got the next one primed. Um. Yeah, it's the it's the Grebo Nurgle team. Um, it's I, I got this a couple of years ago. They had a New Year sale without half price. So I picked up this with my corn team. Um, and yeah, I'm finally getting around to it. I did realize though I am missing one of the warriors, which is a bit annoying. But um, Ooh, that is that's probably me that I've put somewhere. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's it's been really fun painting this. Um, I've enjoyed painting this more than most mail I've ever painted. Really. Um, Maybe it's because I was taking more time over it. But I tried non-metallic metal, which is kind of ironic to paint on a metal model. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it came out pretty well. I was pretty happy with it. It looks brilliant, man. And I, this is it. This is the funny thing is that it's metal team and Ben hates metal. I do. <laughs> Actually, absolutely hates metal. I'm a huge fan of metal stuff and regret accidentally ordering uh, the resin Fanath team instead of metal. Ah uh, no, not not in a second. Um, no. However, I, I think yeah, I think it is probably for the better. Um, the one thing that metal does better than any other material is make you feel like you've got a luxury product. I think the weight of it is really nice when you're like painting it and playing with it. 
well, no, not when playing with it. Um, when when you're like picking up a model to look at, when you're adding it to the not... pile, it feels better if it's metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, anyway, they feel more like base weights. There you go, job done. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, <laughs> pennies and stuff. Um, yeah, I had, I had to do this with a bunch of my Flames of War and Team Yankee stuff. Because the plastic tanks, they're just so light. It's just so unsatisfying. Uh, Feels cheap. It does. It's just really like, it's not okay. So I ended up gluing uh, bolts and stuff on the inside of them um, just to add weight. Uh, and it's just much more satisfying it messes with the whole and also really useful for magnetizing so I had like a whole bunch of Shermans and I glued nuts inside the, the hull and then lined mm. up a couple of battens in a tray with magnets on so it just basically clips on to this like train track underneath the tank so all of my tanks are just lined up on these two battens with magnets everywhere because they're full of random scrap metal that's just works brilliantly um but yeah there is something about that extra extra chunky weight um are you printing at the moment ben uh yeah i've printed some stuff for friends um i've got a couple of friends doing um i'm sort of teaching them D D um virtually uh so I'm kind of running a campaign with that, and they've got their characters. So I print they they all made them on Hero Forge, and we just I was just like, yeah, I'll print oh, those for you. Print off them. I love Hero yeah. Forge. It's really good. It's it's quite expensive, but considering you can get exactly kind of the character you imagined in your head, that's pretty good. Is it? It's like eight dollars for an STL. Yeah, I was gonna say, is it, is it that expensive? Like, no, it's not that expensive. Like the, but... I I don't know. Like I think ten euros for a decent. But then again, that uh, that would sorry ten dollars on like minute. But those are normally pre-supported. I take it the Hero Forge stuff isn't. No, no, no. Yeah, and but auto supports have come a long way. All of this I've been auto supporting just on G two Box. Just click a button, and they've come out all fine. So I, I, I I've been impressed. Yeah. I've been impressed with the auto support stuff. It's been mostly yeah, it's changing good. my mind on it. Used to be really against it. Used to be like, now you've got to do it manually. It doesn't do it properly. But that's just the early edition I was using. Um, it was rubbish. With, with, the, with the exception of the the, cl- the the cleanup, uh, they, it, a lot of printing is just genuinely click and print now. It's it's really cool. a lot of it. Yeah, it's yeah. really getting um, there. Yeah, it's great when it is. <laughs> it's great oh, yeah. when it actually is. Oh yeah, you end up with a ton of stuff all over the place. Like my yeah. Anyway. That's good. Yes. Um, Blood Bowl wise, I'm still painting my Blood Bowl teams. I think I made a mistake in painting so many at once. Um, I've, I am getting there with my Black Orcs. Uh, what do we do? I sat down with Tiff last week. Um, what did she watch? Maybe oh, Mean Girls. That was it. And uh, I chilled out and painted. It and oh, it's, it's, it's so classic. Love it's it. so classic and horrifically <laughs> old now. Like it's crazy. Uh, so yeah, she watched Mean Girls. I painted some more of my Black Orcs, but. Um, but games wise I've been so inspired to paint my nobility because Mm. and we'll kind of chat about this more I guess in the next segment but like I've been playing nobility on Fumble and that got me really excited I only played one game on Fumble with them and but I don't know they're just they are fun they are underdogs but they are fun and that got me seriously jazzed up to paint the nobility because I I don't know. Black orcs are sweet. They are really sweet. And when you think about the ability to deploy seven strength four or five players on a line and back them up with potentially some of the better goblins out there, the better stunty players, 
the team just is awesome but mm-hmm. there is something about this gaggle of average people with slightly tier 1.5 skills that just is just awesome uh and yeah, be really inspired to paint them. And obviously, I've got dwarves and slan coming out of every pocket in the office. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, I do have a confession actually. So I picked up okay. an armada ship because I felt rubbish, and I was like, I just want a treat. I need some paints from Entoyment. I'll thirteen pounds for a, a resin boat is pocket money price. You know, it's dangerous. It's that there's no blood bowl for ages. Thirteen pounds to get a cool model to paint. That's worthwhile. I'd probably spend that on a couple of STLs that I would never print anyway. Um, so yeah. I picked up a boat, and then last week, so this is for Mantic Armada. Last week, randomly, Warlord Games had a half price sale on the starter set. So I picked up the starter set. It arrived today. <laughs> Thirty-seven oh. pounds, man. Thirty-seven that pounds. That is good. It's so good. All the templates and eight ships. And they're wow. big. They're big ships as well. Like they're they're yeah. easy, twice the size of Man of War stuff. We talk. These ships are like four, five inches. They're 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 they're, they're chunky. They're big. Actually. Oh, like Games Workshop vehicles, like like yeah. Rhino sort of size. Now, the resin is dodgy. Like it's a bit okay. of a shame. The old, the orc boat I've built was just ugh. I was like, this will be cool. I'll grab it. I'll spray it brown. Do some dry brushing kill it with agrax and i'll have a boat and that'll be great fun and then i pulled it out and it was just it looked like someone had gone to greg's ordered a sausage roll made of resin and then chucked it in the box right (laughs) or greasy (laughs) yes greasy alpha foxtrot but also flaky there's just so much resin flake i was like what is this Uh. What is this? So it really put me off, and then I bought another one, and then I bought the starter set. So it clearly didn't put me off that much. Um, Must be good. I got the human boat because I was like, you know what? I've got the Drowned and the Damned Kickstarter because I backed that. I've got those STLs. I've got some boats. I'll print some of those off. I'll print some Man of War stuff off. I'll compare it to the Armada stuff just for those boat heads out there because I'm like, this is cool. This is something fun. Well, I need another boat then to use the, to compare the size. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. And then I was like, half price. Oh, my goodness. I need to buy it now. Uh, I didn't need to buy it now. And I guarantee you, I will never play the game. But I did get it. So I win at capitalism. That's how capitalism works, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I bought something at a good value that I didn't need. I win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oops uh, i've been i've done really well this year i haven't bought really anything other than blood bowl stuff so uh half price I, I made money on this that's how that's how i'm viewing it that, yeah that'll be good you know and that's the, the thing with hobby things usually you can sell them on for the value that you got them for um that's 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 my justification for spending a ludicrous amount on anything everything i don't need yeah. you've got diachasm off of a i know i saw of, you kind of beat me to yeah, the punch on that. that i like it that's good uh, but the thing is that that's a pick up and play game. I can see us. I can see our local club going into Underworlds at some point. Um, Probably, yeah. But I, it's a good game. Yeah, I really sold on it. Really like it. Really like the the team buy-ins and everything. I've got Night Vault to play. I never bought Beastgrave because I didn't like the weird goat people. Sorry, guys. Mm, the Wood Elves. Ugh, the worst <laughs> than Wood Elves. At least Wood Elves are kind of like yeah, all right, I get it. They're flashy. These guys are weird little like just disappointing centaurs. Um, 
and I don't like Basically it. Basically, Beastmen, even though they hate Beastmen. They're just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not not impressed with those guys. Um, but the new stuff's really cool, and you know, mm. except for the kangaroo people, and the kangaroo people are not in diachasm, so that's fine. But those kangaroos, not so good, in my mind. So I don't know, I quite like them. No, I'm just, what are they doing? <laughs> and their new kangaroo hero as well, who looks yeah. like something from an anime. Uh, just <laughs> the whole army is the whole army is like forgive me master I must go all out just yeah. this once the whole army <laughs> my blade. looks like uh, it, it should have appeared in Princess Mononoke which sounds yeah. <laughs> like more of a compliment it's got, just, it's got that kind of Asian influence on the forces they've got these weird animals that just look like weird animals uh, and then yeah so quick very quick AOS talk they've released this weird um Fox, archer, flying, dragon, hidden, furry model. And uh, the rules, the rules have just sent everyone <laughs> into a spiral because it literally says on a two plus, your opponent doesn't get to do the thing that they came here to do. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's, it's like... just the worst. It's just the worst thing. So, like. <laughs> In AOS, a lot of factions have what they call faction terrain, which is a complete thing, which like is just robbery, basically. You can buy a 30 to £40 pounds plastic terrain kit that gives your army special rules. You don't have to pay points for it, which means, therefore, if you want to play this army, you have to take it because it is free for your army. Imagine this in Blood Bowl. Imagine if you were like, hey, you're playing Black Orcs, don't forget to take Varag for zero gold. Uh, yeah, but like, you need to buy Varag. Yeah. Someone said yeah. thirty pounds. At which point, everybody, yeah. all they need to do is say, "Hey guys, everybody can take a troll for free," and you know what? Everybody's going to buy a troll. But this new model turns up, and it's like, "Yeah, uh, you can roll a dice, and on a two plus, that troll does nothing for the rest of the game." It's not just like, "Oh, can't use it this turn." It's like literally, "Hey, here's a fox, and uh, that massive piece of terrain you built." Like that loon shrine, that beast dude that, mm -hmm. you know, respawns your army and makes your army do this special thing that it does, doesn't do it anymore. And it's nope. just, <laughs> I just, it's just caused absolute carnage. And I don't know, makes me feel really good about not wanting to play OS because of this whole cycle. But there is something about it that is just alluring. Um, it's it's bizarre. It's bizarre. It's like we, we always criticize this stuff, but it's because we love it. Let me oh, criticize yeah. it. Yeah, we they, we love having a meta to to read about. I love their articles um, about the meta, but that kind of fits into my my tournament. I love competitive stuff. Apparently, mm -hmm. even though I'm a massive hobby fiend and I love nothing more than brewing up rules that are completely unbalanced, I do really like having a competitive meta. Um, but yeah, it's satisfying. Yeah. It's satisfying to like see statistics in action and things like that i think that's what's yeah. really interesting so where i've been ill the last couple of weeks and uh i'm on, on the up fantastic i had to do a covid test and everything it was really good fun and uh i spent a couple of days watching um more coverage of magic they had a tournament and it was just oh it's just so good like to watch this and see this deck compare against this and they had meta breakdowns and i'm like i want to do this for blood bowl uh whether it be good or not i don't know but we will do it this is the plan yeah. This is the way. Anyway, Ben, <laughs> is there anything else hobby-wise or game-wise you want to talk about? Uh, I think that's it. We're going to chat about games in just a second. Um, we're in one of the topics. Yeah, I think that's it for hobby. Um, yeah, I haven't done a huge deal. 
Yeah. It feels like it's been a really quick couple of weeks. I wonder if yeah. that's got something to do with the recording schedule. But I don't think it, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't Maybe. know. Let's blame it on the recording <laughs> schedule. And uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back with topic number one, please. So the world is slowly reopening, which is absolutely fantastic news. However, it was not doing so at a pace quick enough for our gaming group. Um, so they moved to Fumble. Uh, beginning of the year, we had a little mini Fumble League on Fumble. And it was regular teams. It was really good fun. I ran Slan. Ben, you were too busy to attend because of your new job, I think, was kind of what was going on. I think that was the excuse I used at the time, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was just actually that some of the Wobble crew, we had a game night every Tuesday night. We'd log on to Fumble and it was it was really cool. We had Discord chat and, and did all that. We just wanted to talk about actually what we're doing now and why because it just seems like something cool to share. So we had a, a regular league and we had normal teams and it was uh, really good for the first point i went 4-0 then got murdered in a draw against humans and then just failed my way out with slan because it was just awful it was just awful i got the the full experience it was it was really interesting it was um like fumble is bloodthirsty uh, honestly like yeah I, you see people raging against rng and i do not mind like some games you just have four turns where the very first thing you do is a skull or a one into a one or two skulls it's just brutal that happens like that's fine you have to play knowing that that is going to happen like two to three turns of the game you are going to fail out sometimes oh, yeah. yeah but sometimes they are all in one big batch and you don't get to play for half a half and that's that's you've got to play with that that's fine these things happen but um the the the, the, the crew wanted to do something different into fumble too so this is massively going to form part of our second topic, which is around Blood Bowl 16. Is it dead? Is it not dead? Is it alive? Is it going to stay alive? But Fumble is the old rules. There is no Blood Bowl 2020 change to Fumble right now. It's going to take ages because it's a huge task. And um, Fumble is basically a donation-based side project for a team of people, which is amazing. And it's an incredible resource. Sure, it looks retro as you like. I love it. And it's got crack inside the you know, sound effects we do we've done a bunch of stuff on fumble um but what we did was we opened up the secret leagues and then we added imperial nobility and black orcs but we retrofit them to blood bowl 2016 rules so when it comes to the nobility the only change is all right passing but passing's changed for everybody but the only change there is that running pass doesn't exist the bodyguards have stand firm and wrestle, no problem at all. The blitzers have catch and block, no problem at all. Um, and the throwers are edge three and have pass. Like, it all works out. The fend works the same. The team is the same. So we programmed it in with the prices so that we could start farming some extra games to get a feel of the team without running pass, which I don't, I don't know if it's going to form that massive a part of the strategy. I feel like, you know, running nobility as it is, as it could have been, would have been fine. Now, Black Orcs are a little more difficult because you miss out on Brawler. And Brawler is one of the most important parts of the Black Orc team. But a team with four, uh, with six strength four grab pieces is still going to do a ton of stuff. Like, yeah. that's not the... Like, that's fine. All right, The troll doesn't have projectile vomit. That's okay. So we, put, we chucked him in there to see if people wanted to do it. Um, nobody did. Everyone went for crazy secret team stuff, uh, which is absolutely fine. So, Ben, you are actually playing in this one. What team did yes. you go for and why? 
I went wear team, which I've spoken about a few times on the podcast. It was the secret team I ran on our tournament, our Tombstone tournament, the original one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've played them a couple of times, and I've only played them in a tournament setting or in Secret Sevens. Yeah. And uh, basically, what I wanted to go for was to see what they're like in league to really get one use their team and two understand them a bit more in this setting because my experience with where is you can score really damn effectively but you're you have nothing left at the end of it like <laughs> your, your team just all dies but in a tournament that's great because you just throw them at, they're just your resources you throw out your enemy you just do what you can to score as much as you possibly can and be a nuisance and then they will come back uh, in a league. <laughs> you have to be a little bit more careful with them. Um, oh, yeah, I just I just think this team is so much fun. And to me, it feels like a niche that is missing in Blood Bowl, which is the very, very uh, like offensive, but in terms of, uh, no, sorry, more like agile. Yeah but with no skills to back them up. Yeah. They've just basically put all their eggs into good stats. They're very and, fragile uh, and very agile. Like Yes, they are, exactly. They are wispy. It's it's really it's yeah. a really cool team. Like on paper they sound horrible, but because they are so very melty, it's not that bad. So they got we- not. they got werebears or one werebear, which is a strength five movement four piece with grab might get two. You can get two. two. I did wonder. Yeah. Uh, you can have up yeah. to four werewolves, which are just werewolves. So eight three three eight claw frenzy regen, and then you've got the werecats, which are the line people. Movement seven, strength two, edge four, armor seven, and jump up. So they are so unique. Yeah, <laughs> like the the whole a whole team of linemen would be absolutely great. Movement seven, edge four is amazing, but if you catch them they die because it's two die blocks against them all day long and no, no dodge no dodge to help you out <laughs> no do they get dodge on regular or is it they're double uh i do think they are agility on regular yeah um yeah it would kind of make double sense check. i guess but yeah so we've got the wear team and it's just cool and you're right this gives us the opportunity to grind it out in a league environment now I got to see this in Lockdown Bowl, beginning of last year, run by friend of the podcast, Rob. Uh, it was a four-round tournament, but it wasn't Resurrection, I think, because we didn't know how to set up a Resurrection format. It was just a four-round league using Secret and Stunty teams. And it was really cool to see the teams develop, and this person got this, and this one's out for the game, and that's massive, because we did a bunch of coverage for it. It was absolutely awesome. I loved it. Um, so we've got the Wear team. Dwarf Lord James has gone with the Dwarf Ironbreaker team, which is a really weird team. Um, so their linemen are movement 3, armor 10, block, thick skull. So no tackle. They've got a couple of blockers. They've got block, tackle, thick skull. They've got four blitzers, which are movement 5, block, thick skull, armor 10. So the whole team is armor 10 and mm. really slow like the linemen are move three the blockers are movement four and the blitzers are the fastest player on the team at movement five so that's a, a really interesting twist on the dwarf team um now yeah we've we've got one normal team which is the nurgle team which has been run by uh simon who won our last league um with chaos dwarf and ben i think you played against the blight town bile bringers didn't you I did, yes. How yeah. did it go? How did it go? 
I okay. I start. I lost one nil, um, which I probably wasn't expecting. I was expecting. Um, I was expecting to lose, but I don't think one nil. Um, then I remember Nurgle struggled to uh, to get more than one touchdown. Anyway, <laughs> there's a couple of reasons I was expecting to lose. To be fair, I was um, haven't played in a long time, and Simon is an extremely good coach. Um, Simon is a very good coach. Now that said, you failed eight dodges, but I've seen you. Yes, I've seen <laughs> two I've, plus. Eight, four two plus dodges, two three plus dodges, and two four plus dodges. I feel like you dodge perhaps a little bit too much. Um, I've seen you play with the Skaven team, and that stresses me out. Uh, but you shouldn't have failed all of those dodges. Like, my God, man, you made nineteen two plus dodges. There's not that much you can do. Uh, and you. Oh no, you passed every one of your go for it. Okay, that's cool. I love that you can see the stats here. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So it's an interesting matchup, this one. You know, you got high edge, high mobility on the wear team with some claw, and then you've got low edge, high strength on the, the, the Nurgle team. Now, no one's got combat skills in this matchup, so none at all. Um, but what was the. Oh, wow, you killed a dude, Ben. I got four casualties. I'm leading the league in casualties in the moment. Is that down Which, to um, claw? That is uh, no. I think it was actually uh, one of them was claw. Uh, two of them were on the bear. The bear's up to four SPP already. Ah, oh, mighty blow winning. Um, yeah, he was fantastic. Uh, the bear was so good. I I actually forgot he had really stupid because he just he kept doing stuff. <laughs> he was so reliable. He was just standing in the middle, like beating up like rotters that went over to him and um just yeah farm an svp and then one time i just went to activate and think he had like it was just a regular big guy with bonehead and i was like oh that's a four plus <laughs> whoops um but yeah it's yeah he he did a lot of work uh, one of them was on the wealth which is good um because that helps get him a little bit more level, leveled up um but yeah no it was actually quite a bloody game <laughs> yeah that's a ton yeah. of stuff uh, two players died, one on each team. Two are both missing next game, one on each team. Uh, yeah, which is <laughs> looks like you lost a line rat, a line cat. Is that right? I did. Yeah, a line cat died. And miss next game is a line person as well. But you managed to kill a bloater from the looks of it. I did. Yes, I killed one of his bloaters quite early on. Well, I think I... that was the werewolf actually. Cause that was claw. I'm playing him next, so thank you for that. Um, that's all right you're welcome <laughs> uh, and a rotter looks like a rotter's out so his team now he's got nine players uh, one missing next game so bloater 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 he's got 50k so bloater 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 pestigore rotspawn and then a bunch of rotters and a couple of journeyman rotters so actually that's that's a bit of a nerfed nurgle team now your team um ah oh, no level ups nah sadly not and oh. i'm player down and player short because um, I'm missing the next game. Yeah, of course. One dead, one MNG. So, yeah. So, when Ian set up this league, um, he set it up to have automated rounds. It was not me. He blamed me, but I did not do that. That was him. Um, and you've got... Oh, gosh. You've got James. Oh, you've got James next. That claw is going to be that, interesting. Yeah, that's why I thought you, that's why I thought you mentioned it. Because yeah, no, I'm against him next week with all that block. It's going to... But, like... They're two completely opposite teams. He's super slow with high armor and block everywhere. And I'm Literally super fast with low armor and none Literally of that. Literally the opposite. Ooh, that's really, yeah. that's really difficult. Like, that re yeah. I feel like that depends on the kickoff results more than anything else. 
I like, think so. A cheeky, yeah. um, cheeky quick snap, cheeky perfect defense, cheeky blitz. A blitz would be horrible against him. Yeah. Like that's going to be really interesting. Yeah. You should have no issues maneuvering the ball. It could, this could go. That game could go either way. You could end up with three players on the pitch, or you could end up with three touchdowns. Yeah, I'm really intrigued to see what happens. And James is also a really tough coach, and he plays yeah. dwarves well. So let's yeah. have let's have a cheeky look at his team and where he's sat. So uh, the only upgrade he's got is mighty blow on a blitzer. So avoid that guy. Avoid Brian. Um, He's got 11 players, three rerolls, one fan factor. Um, and yeah, block on everybody. Two tackles, which does nothing to your team. So that's going to be a brawl. That's going to be, that could be horrible. Um, At least he's strength three. That's where mm. I struggled with Nurgle, was because they had those four strength four players. That was tough to break because you only have your werewolves and manipulating players to give you two dice on frenzy blocks and blitzes <laughs> against strength four is really tough um strength. that's the thing at the nut i found really tough to crack with nurgle yeah strength three um, so should strength be pretty three. manageable yeah hopefully hopefully yeah hopefully you can have a couple of cheeky removals with those with those claw pieces and just two plus dodge away from the line all of the time um, and because they're so low movement you can do a staggered um a staggered setup and drop your guys back four squares so that they can't even get blitzed, they can't even get based. Um, mm. And that will allow you to kind of counter-strike and to brew up your own running lanes. That's going to be that's going to be really interesting. That movement three, normally you don't, you don't matter, matter so much because you've got the line of slaughter right there and they're just going to deploy on it. But actually, you set four squares back, they can't even get you. Um, Jump up just makes you run away. Like, yeah, yeah. Even you fail, me down, you get back up. Yeah, it's going to be much more yeah. harmful for him to foul. Um, yeah, interesting. I like that one. So I played against one of the most ridiculous teams I have ever played in Blood Bowl. Um, this is King Kate Wafflin. This is Richard, who ran a Night Goblin team in one of our tournaments against Squigs. So he's running the Squig team. So last Sunday, uh, we dropped um, Special Team Sunday and looked at the Squig team on Fumble and it is just one of my favourite teams. Now, I think if Games Workshop does a Squig team, you won't see a lot of this, but you will see the Hoppers, you will see Standard Squigs and you will see the Herders who are just regular Goblins. And mm -hmm. Richard went in with no re-rolls. He sacked off all the re-rolls so that he could take all of the pieces for the team so a giant cave squig at strength five um also he had a um a mangler squig uh at strength seven ball and chain no secret weapon uh spoiler alert i did kill that guy which was remarkable Ooh. um but yeah so he had all of these big players and also a squig gobber as well which is a strength five claw hail mary bombardier <laughs> with movement what? one it's weird it's such That's a good so good team. to start off with though yeah start off with a hail mary bomber just cheeky two plus passing um once he figured yeah. out how to do it he made the classic fumble mistake of i'm going to do this and then i misclicked and now i'm throwing a bomb in the random place it was it was cool but squigs man strength four and claw oh i cannot wait to see this team go against the dwarves james will outplay him and he's got the rerolls to make it work but having one, two, three, four, five, six claw players who are strength four or five is going to give Richard so many big blocks against those dwarves. 
it's going to be, it could be ugly. So I went into this thinking, oh man, I'm starting the league and I'm just going to get absolutely murdered. And um, it, it wasn't that bad, actually. Let's look at the, let's look at the stats. So I did lose some guys. Um, I've lost Ooh, yeah. a Fractured Skull Blitzer and I've got a guard, a bodyguard miss next game. So I'm actually down two of my best players already. And I don't have the. I'm gonna have to replace this guy when I get the money. Um, um, it's just the two the two blitzers on the nobility team are too important. They are too brawly. They get involved in combat too much. You can't have an armor eight, uh, an armor seven one. It's just not good. I just yeah. I just don't think it's achievable. Um, but yeah, managed to kill the strength seven dude. I this is the thing about fumble league is that he went and spent a hundred or hundred k, eighty k, hundred k, on the manga squig, and. I ganged up on it, wrestled it, it killed itself. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the thing. If you've got a big, if you're up against a ball and chain player, try and get a one or two die block with a player with block or wrestle, and that is gone. And that is gone. Yeah. Uh, actually, no. I Automatic knocked... injury roll on them or something. Oh, yeah. I knocked it out, and then I did the same thing again and killed it. Um, wow. Yeah, because oh, I was just terrified of the blooming thing, because it's not just strength seven, it's strength seven with claw. So. Mm-hmm. You know, my linemen are only armor seven, so they were it, it was fine. And Fend was quite useful, but just I was just terrified of the whole blooming thing. And there was just goblins running around, getting eaten by squigs, absolutely everywhere. I have put the video, I've, I've recorded the game, and I put it up on YouTube. Um, it's just it's just brilliant fun to watch because it's just a team that should not exist, and it's just so unique. Uh, and the the squig touchdown was amazing. Like it was so good. It was uh, this the squig leaped over the line, took a cheeky chomp block, grabbed the ball off, decking my player, and then just ran it into the end zone. It was amazing. It was a great play. Um, I did squeak out the win two one, and I'm really starting to get a feel for nobility now, which is cool. I, they're they are they're better than I feared. Um, yeah, and the ability that passing is fine. Like this is the great thing about this team is because Edge three gives you the same passing and the same stats here for that thrower as you do. The only thing missing is is running pass. And you know what? A cheeky three plus plus quick pass is just fine. Like it, it's it's fine. And I, I did level up a dude. It was my thrower, and it was one of my throwers. And I gave him leader because I started with two re rolls. Now I didn't go with the ogre build. I went with two blitzers, four bodyguards, and two throwers. Um, instead of the ogre with two rerolls. Mm-hmm. Um, the other games I've played with Nobility have had the ogre because I love ogres. Uh, but I was like, no, we need to try out the, the, the. I missed the ogre a bit, but actually having that many good players, oh, it's not bad at all. And having only two rerolls wasn't the worst thing in the world. Having leaders going to massively help. But I'm... yeah, yeah, big time, I can imagine. Um, but unfortunately, my noble blitzer being out for a game and my bodyguard being out for a game means I'm now going up against that very Nurgle team you said, Ben, with two <laughs> of my best players out. But what it does mean is I've got two journeymen to just chuck on the line. And yeah, with Fend, they're, they're still going to be good. They're still going to do their thing. Yeah, I feel like I've got. I feel like as a matchup, Nurgle versus um, Nobility in 2016 is relatively even. In 2020, yeah. nobility win that. Um, but in in 2016, before the the Adj nerf hits most of the Nurgle team, uh, I think that's a pretty even matchup. <clears throat> yeah. 
Yeah, I reckon. Um, so let's have a look at who we've got after that. So I'm facing the Nurgle team that you've already played. You're facing the Dwarf team that we've already had a look at. And in round three, oh, Ben, you are going to be playing against Milton's oh. team. This is a ridiculous team. So this is the Sons of Stromfells. There are two player types. One is a pirate cultist, movement six, strength three, edge three, armor seven. And then there are what could only be described as were-shark vampires, the sons of Stromfell. <laughs> movement four, strength five, edge two, armor nine, claw, bloodlust, and frenzy. Bring five frenzy is like <laughs> with claw. Straight with claw. With claw. And this is Blood Bowl 2016. And Milton has already uh, leveled up Miriam, his third shark beast, to have mighty blow. Oh, that is brutal. <laughs> now, you, I feel like you and Milton have got a bit of a Blood Bowl rivalry. I think so. I think, you, yeah. I think it was since that wear ethereal team at Tombstone. Yeah, he, he took me down to two players. <laughs> Very nearly pitch cleared, um, Ben, and absolutely crazy. Yeah. And I feel like this team here is sneaky, terrifying. Like four yeah, strength, this... five frenzy, bloodlust. It's not, bloodlust is not a nega trait. It, well, it is. You could you can manage it though. You know, like if you fail bloodlust, you still get to do exactly what you want to do. It just you might chomp a dude or leave the pitch. <clears throat> yeah which yeah which is worth which is fine. It. yeah which is <laughs> worth it because whoever you're eating is also going to be leaving the pitch so really interesting and edge three on the on the standard guys means he can do anything and he's got four re-rolls that's insane I, i'm looking at the the match that's and he had 39 to die blocks against <laughs> Against Sam's team. Uh, 88 block dice. 88 blocks. Is it 88 blocks or 88 or block, block dice. dice? Block dice. How many blocks yeah. was actually taken? Five blocks. Oof. That's uh, a lot of blocks. Not I'm just going to see what... 38 blocks. Yeah, uh, comparing it to other games. Yeah, compare it to my game, which was... He Nurgle did 40 blocks on me. I did 29 on them. Yeah, Milton's just <laughs> going to be blocking forever yeah. and he went for it <laughs> as well six go for it uh failed some dodges though successful blocks 27 uh just Ooh, absolutely chomped and won his first game one nil against the talabek troubadours which is frenzy uh, sam frenzy garner's team which is the four nations team which is basically a rugby team on the bubble pitch um and there's two of them in our league Ian Triplo is also running the Four Nations team. So two Four Nations teams. Now, the, the the jam here is that everyone's got dump off and nerves of steel, along with some other skills to differentiate them. So there's some mm -hmm. forwards who've got fend and diving tackle, as well as dump off nerves of steel. There's a fullback, which has got kickoff return and catch. There's a halfback that's got kick and Hail Mary pass. There's some wings, which have got catch, as well as the standard skills. So, yeah, interesting. The positionals aren't massively differentiated, but they do rugby-style things, which is really interesting. And it's cool that both Ian and Sam have gone with the same team because there's, like, 90 secret league teams. Um, but yeah. the potential of that dump off to another player to another player is really interesting. But 
no combat skills there at all armor eight across the board um i feel like sam got lucky to not suffer any casualties oh well, no we, we could do as well. oh the two die no one, oh, one, one guy, the halfback died um yes. yeah if you look at his blocks he had 45 blocks as well but 26 of those were one were one die <laughs> oh wow with five of two die uphill as well so he had 31 out of 45 for either two die uphill or one die blocks against Milton's team and you know what he he passed two of those two die up <laughs> blocks yeah three of them three <laughs> of them worked good man good man <laughs> That's that's really cool. So yeah, they got the Four Nations team there, which also just fills out this really strange thing against a massive shark brawling team. Um, I just there's so much variety here; it's just incredible. Yeah. Sorry, man. I <clears throat> I meant to mute my mic. My, mute my mic. I did, <laughs> I did not. I did not. I did mute it for OBS, and I forgot that I was also going through the Discord for you. So. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Or <laughs> just died. Huh? <laughs> that was that was the worst sound effects than Bumble. <clears throat> I'm still I'm still not a hundred percent. Right, so we we've seen those teams. Um, who else? Who else? So next week, I have got um the Nurgle team. Then following that, I'm playing against Richard Sanksby and the Simeon team, who are playing Milton next week. So that's going to be interesting. So, Simeon, Ooh, what's it like? are weird. And they're kind of like a fan-loved team because they're weird. They're not secret team. They're, they're kind of... They're the team that didn't make the cut behind Corn mm. and Slan and Bretonian. Okay. They're the next team that I think has got the most games, the most fan favorite. It's just that the theme, I don't think, is strong enough to carry it into Blood Bowl. Um, yeah. So, weird team. It's a monkey team. The jam here is that the entire team has got extra arms. Which is really good. So they've got a silver back, strength five, move five, uh, wild animal, extra arms, grab, mighty blow. Uh, two gorillas of a strength four, extra arms, grab. So black orcs, basically. Uh, you've got a chimpanzee, extra arms, wrestle, seven, three, three, seven. Uh, orangutan, five, three, three, eight, extra arms, strong arms. So I guess that's the kind of thrower positional. And the line things are bonobos, six, three, three, seven, extra arms. So strength three but that extra arms means that they are picking up the ball on a two plus yeah that's that's, that's really cool that's pretty good i mean and catching on a two plus they kind of got like semi edge four um without having to pay the strength tax that your wear cats do yeah yeah that is really that is really unique actually and does it also help with um intercept is that extra arms or is that uh, yeah. That's very long legs. No, it? well, yeah, but I, I, it's a it's an agility test, isn't it? And I think to catch the ball, uh, yeah, potentially. I don't know. This is the problem, and this I'm is not... what we'll talk about next. Is I'm stuck. In, I'm so into Blood Bowl 2020 that having yeah. to having to retro apply the old rules to fumble to to what's going on is is challenging, especially where I've got to chuck the nobility team into Blood Bowl 2016. Um, <laughs> so playing against a whole bunch of teams that won't exist in their form that they are. So Monkey Island Nation, they've got a strength five silverback, two strength four gorillas, and a bunch of dudes who are picking up the ball on a two plus with a couple of skills in there. Now he's got an extra edge lineman, which is a pretty expensive prospect, but extra arms means one plus ball picking up everywhere before yeah. mods. Is, yeah. Is, 
there's the uh, ad four is just fantastic so, ad four is always good yeah uh, back yeah, in always. back in the day um so yeah monkey yeah. island will be my my next team and they just played a game against the high sea slayers which is ian warhanam hannam's team and it's a slayer team so he's themed them all as um as pirate rappers <laughs> <laughs> which I love. The names he's given me. Yeah, he's got shout a couple of them. Yeah, go go for it. Uh, he's got Sloop Dog. Yep. Uh, Fifty doubloons, which is my personal favourite. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a big fan of Slazy. Like, yeah, yeah. Notorious Brig is also fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sean Hall. Very nice. Good. Craig yeah. Slavid. Flaggy. Uh, yeah, they, he's bless him. He's done a great job. So the the, the Slayer team is one again. I think we will see a form of from games workshop in the future because it's just they put it out they put they kind of brewed one up and put it on the my dugout app uh, a dwarf slayer team i don't think it's very different mm-hmm. to this one but still that theme i think is going to get there so doom seeker movement four strength seven ball and chain secret weapon okay so they've got a fanatic essentially uh two slayer runners uh dauntless shorehands thick skull some two slayers uh five three two eight thick skull dauntless frenzy block linemen here a movement for edge two strength three armor eight block thick skull dauntless um and there's a couple of giants there who are strength four thick skull frenzy dauntless juggernaut so don't actually have block there's no tackle is not as much frenzy as you would potentially expect on a slayer team the giant slayers mm. have it the slayers have it that's it so it's a bit more of a controlling thing than I would imagine to see a Slayer team have, but actually it's all right. So it's a Dwarf team. They've got Block, they don't have Tackle, and they've got lower armor. I love this team. It's cool. I, I think this is really cool. I, I could see this being an official Games Workshop team as well, because they do like their Slayers. You know, Fire Slayers is a whole army now in Age of Sigma. It doesn't feel um, overpowered either, does it? It, it doesn't no, feel... No, it looks... I, I would I would actually be tempted to run a tabletop Dwarf team just using these these stats. Maybe, I think if you just, for a lot of them, swapped movement for armor, this would be a really cool dwarf team. It would be a really cool take on dwarves. I completely agree. So yeah. he went up against Monkey Island Nation, and they drew one all. So that's an interesting point to be. Uh, niggling injury for each side. Um, 66 blocks from the Slayer team against 35 blocks from Monkey Island. Um, any casualties? A couple of casualties apiece. Nothing too serious, though. So, has he leveled anybody up? Uh, he's got Dauntless, Thick Skull, Shorehands, Block on a Slayer Runner now. So, and that's what every Dwarf team needs. A cheeky bit of Block. So, and he's only rolling two re-rolls. So, quite a pricey team. Um, interesting one. So, Monkey yeah. Island survived that. And that'll be me playing them in round three. You're playing... Oh yeah, you've got the Iron Dwarves, then the Sharks, then you're taking then the on Slayers. Ian the Slayers. Fantastic. And all the combat teams in early on. <laughs> they're all combat teams, man. Then you're up against Squigs, which is going to be hilarious. Uh, then you're up against Sam's rugby team. Then, mm-hmm. oh no, you're not. That's a week beforehand. That, that's... Oh, then you're up against me in week six. That'd be good. Ah, okay. That'll be good. I think I feel like your team's gonna have a bit of an edge. Um, I think they will at that point as well. After a few levels up, mm-hmm. if I can get a couple of werewolves leveled up, that's gonna be pretty scary. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Some block. Um, yeah. Then the week after you've got Sam, 
Then you've got the Monkey Boys. And then your round nine is going to be against Triplo and his rugby team. So he, two rugby in a row. Yeah. He's, he, had a, he, had a, he had a bad game. Uh, the dump off demons did. They played the Iron Breakers and suffered minus one edge on a dude, minus one strength on a dude, and minus one life on a dude who died. So Triplo had a horrible first game and got murdered mm. against James, yeah. who you're playing minus three him. casualties. Yeah, tough, absolutely tough oh. gig. Uh, failed a bunch of dodges, um, and yeah, yeah, had a tough time there. Uh, got out blocked by 20 as well, 48 to 28. So, Rough. yeah, but I mean, you expect that from a dwarf team. You expect them to be taking all the blocks they can. Yeah, and with the four nations, as we said, they have no combat skills. It's all put into dump off and passing and catching and stuff, isn't it? So, definitely a vulnerability. Yeah, there. all that block really pays off. Um, I got out blocked 35 to 23. I don't block enough, I think. Um, just after you just, just, just everywhere. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's a solid strat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so interesting. So, so we've had a look at all the teams there, and really, we just wanted to chat it through because it's really cool to do. We're not going to be taking this to tabletop. We're not going to be probably rolling these teams on afterwards. We're just spending a couple of months before we get to tabletop, before we hit Blood Bowl 2020, just playing a game of Fumble on a Tuesday night chatting to the town to everybody and just trying out some ridiculous teams and if it goes wrong it goes wrong and i can't recommend this enough yeah it's a lot of fun um especially because it means i get to farm a bunch of nobility games in which is going to be good yeah you're going to be prepared i'm going to be asking you <laughs> when the league start yeah, well, ben, no. what do you recommend here what do i do here i recommend not playing against squigs not playing against shark people not playing against square <laughs> teams <laughs> Easily done. Um, it's really it's just, you can tell that our coaches are horrible people because uh, iron breakers are just all block all armor sharks have got claw everywhere nurgle and nurgle slayers have got block and frenzy everywhere monkey boys are okay where just high edge claw as well squig claw rugby's it's really a really good mix at the moment james is top of the leaderboard uh at plus two touchdowns and plus three casualties um then mm. it's then it's big mech milt Plus one touchdown, plus two casualties. Then it's me, plus one ca- plus one casualty, plus one touchdown. So not doing not doing terribly. Um, where are you, dude? You are seventh at the moment. I'm seventh. Yeah, that's all right. You got it's 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 cool. Triplo and sixteen castles. The four nations teams at the bottom. I have played against a four nation team before. Against Sam actually in sevens. I ran Bretonians, and he ran four nations. And you know what? Those teams are playing against each other in 11s now. Same coaches, kind of yeah. same teams. It's going to be really interesting. Um, although old oh, Brits yeah. in sevens were wicked. Four of those nights yeah. was just awesome. Um, just like humans with theme was wicked. Absolutely yeah. wicked. Groovy. Um, anything you want to add on the fumble front there, Ben? No, I don't think so. I think that, that, I'm really excited to see where this goes. Um, I, I just hope my team can make it through all nine games. That's oh, all I'm praying for. This is it, yeah. man. I, I'm worried about this. I am genuinely yeah. worried about this. There's a uh, lot of core out there. I don't know. Football just feels more bloodthirsty than regular league, but maybe it's just that <laughs> maybe we just roll more blocks in fumble. I don't know. Yeah, quite possibly. Maybe it's easier to see where the profitable blocks are. Um. I don't know. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back to talk about Blood Bowl 2016 some more. 
And we're back. So, we talked a lot about Fumble. We're playing a Fumble League. We've retrofit the two Blood Bowl 2020 new teams into Fumble. And it is all 2016 rules. Fumble transitioning to Blood Bowl 2020 is going to take months yet. And Blood Bowl 3 was pushed back all the way to at least August. You can't really play tabletop at the moment. And we've got our first tournament at the beginning of July. There'll be some stuff going on in June, I think, is probably when Tabletop's going to start brewing up again, Ben. Does that sound about right? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. That, of course, depends on how um, controlled the public is over the Easter break. And judging by a lot of our e-com stats at the moment, there is a ton of alcohol and barbecue stuff going out. So I'm not convinced <laughs> that I'm not convinced that the, the, the timeline is going to be sticking to... Um, sticking to what bojo wants but i'm sure it's going to be fine but i swear to god man if we have to cancel the tournament i'm going to be very upset very <laughs> Me too. upset very upset <laughs> we need this. Uh, anyway tabletop probably june um you can do some garden stuff now but I, I don't know just the prospect of people traipsing around the garden and into a gazebo and stuff it just i don't know there's a bit of logistics there that seems like eh, just wait three weeks um mm-hmm. in my opinion I don't know, like maybe that's because we've got fumble on the go, Ben, that I'm not too desperate to start playing games in gardens at the moment. No, I think I, I'm I'm looking forward to going back to club. Um yeah. but yeah, the old garden game. Yeah, it might 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 be handy for some I don't know, some sevens or something like that, but you know, can't really record in the garden. So. No, I did, we did genuinely consider it. We we're like, right, can we do this? Is it worth it? Should we just wait four weeks and do it properly? Actually, yeah, just yeah. wait four weeks and do it properly. Like it's gonna be fine. Um and you never know what's gonna happen. So yeah, there's gonna be some tabletop stuff landing soon, which is brilliant. Um but we've got Fumble um and we've got Blood Bowl 2 and at the moment those aren't going away and even though we're going to be having tournaments again soon and we're going to be potentially having game clubs ben my question to you is do you think the online gaming element of blood bowl is going to decrease or just be played alongside uh it's interesting i think it may decrease when people are like super eager to not do it anymore or not have it as the only option so like and personally, that's what I think. I'd be like, oh, I'm... we mentioned D&D earlier today. Yeah. But now you play all on like Roll20. I think it'll be similar where it's just like, oh, no, I'm just so done with that. I just want to go back to tabletop and roll physical dice. And yeah. But there are a lot of people who online Blood Bowl and digital Blood Bowl is the way they play Blood Bowl. And so obviously for them, it's definitely not going to be the case. And we're going to end up with this slight dichotomy that I don't think has really ever existed before. In, in I've never really come across it. Warhammer, 40k, you know, all these games that we've played before, there has been a standard environment and it has been one way. Uh, you know, Magic the Gathering is a cracking example of this where there are older formats, but the rules change and the rules change. And there's a standard environment yeah. and the standard environment goes on. This is going to be really weird because streamers are going to be streaming Blood Bowl 2 in four months' time. Mm-hmm. like, And we are all going to be multiple tournaments in playing in Blood Bowl 2020. And I don't know if I'm feeling it more than ever, but when we're doing all the 2020 content, but actually we want to explore some of the great games that we're playing, it's weird to go back in time and be like, this works differently back then. And I know the whole group has had to do this along of like, right, we've all learned Blood Bowl 2020. We've all got a couple of games in on on 
you know tabletop simulator or in person or whatever and now it's like right how did the old rules work <laughs> and it's you know it just seems really strange i can't think of a time where that's been a thing where a new edition i was going to compare it i was going to compare it to when aos came out and there were people play, playing warhammer old world it was the eighth edition and yeah. and then there was new aos but i think the real difference with that is that age of sigma sucked when it came out yeah, it <laughs> really 2020 no blood Bowl 2020 <laughs> is amazing and i know there's there's I don't. You don't see the negative impact. Like it first landed, and obviously everyone's cheese got moved, and it was the worst thing in the world. And yeah, passing has got worse, but actually, it's a little. This is. Don't judge me for this, guys. It's a little bit more satisfying now to pull off a pass with someone who shouldn't be passing, and it's a little bit easier to pull off a pass with someone who should be passing. And you yeah. know what? It just feels okay. Like yes, it means that the tactical flexibility is is different, but it it just feels fine. Like it's just fine. Like throwers are sweet. You want to brew up throwers to throw because no one else can throw, and that makes them really special. And I felt this when upgrading my thrower to get leader. I was like, I really have spent two months talking to Ben, and I just want to put accurate on this guy to make him a two plus passer. And yes. I, I'm not going to do it right now, but I would normally because it's just. You want to make somebody special. So when it comes to Blood Bowl 2020, the passing's different. The teams are different. And I think I think that's that's the biggest thing that we will be missing is new Necro, new Underworld, fixed OWA, and Blackhawks and Nobility aren't even there. And mm. it's, it's going to be really interesting to see people carry on, you know, like Andy Davo streaming, and we're going to have NAF tournaments on Fumble and NAF tournaments on Blood Bowl 2 play in a version of Blood Bowl that is dead but it's still very much alive and we are propagating the cycle by partaking in a league using a format of rules that don't exist we had a great time with it and mm -hmm. I don't know I mean <sighs> I think you're right with the um, with Blood Bowl 3 I think in terms when that drops whenever it does <laughs> yeah um, I think that will be a big changer because there's a lot of people where Blood Bowl to them is a video game. Yep. Um, and that will definitely normalize it. Uh, I think when that releases and now Fumble is is it out the 2020 version? Oh, F Fumble. No, they're still working on it. It's going to be ages yet, basically. Oh, is it? Okay. Um, but we know that's coming. Um, when when that when they both are there. I That'll think be the that will be the moment that actually is dead. Yeah. And I think that's yeah, okay. I can't imagine people go back. My only concern about that is with Blood Bowl 2 to Blood Bowl 3 transition, Blood Bowl 3 is only going to land with, like, what, I don't know, 10, 12 teams? Yeah, that is true. In a format that by August could contain 30 teams. We're, we're, at, we're at 27 Games Workshop teams now, the two NAF teams. Mm -hmm. um, and. I, there's a there's always a chance games where we're going to drop another team this year. I mean, we're in April, and we've had no Blood Bowl releases this year, I don't think. Um, not that count. We had some dice that... Oh, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. had some dice and bits. We've had no new content, should we say, from Games Workshop since the game came out in November. Uh, yeah. Have we? So I was thinking, when did the Tree, tree Man come out? <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> oh, when did, a while ago. oh, the Tree Man came out the same time as the Boxed game, didn't it? 
Yeah, it did. It did because people mean, had. I mean, it's been out for years. Game, necro and yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my necro pitch turned up the other day as well, which is cool. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I know. I completely forgot about it. It'd been in toy like for six months, and because I bought the boat, oh, they wow. just sent this massive box, and I was like, "Oh, what the heck is going on?" And there's a necro pitch in there. I was like, "Yay!" Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, I think I think, but that I guess is my concern: is that even when Blood Bowl three lands. There's going to be a chunk of players that can't run it, and there's going to be a chunk of teams that don't exist in it. And I wonder if we're going to have another holdout from the Blood Bowl 2 community, or at least in the place that Blood Bowl 2 continues to be used because there's a better access to teams. And mm. I guess my question is who do you think makes that choice? I don't know. I have no idea. Because I guess just the community as a whole, right? I think people go where the games are. I think if the majority stick around, I think people will stick around. I, I don't know. It's really hard to tell. Because you'd rather take part in an online tournament with a couple of hundred players than you would a tournament with like... Well, the thing is, I think BB3 is it's going to be plenty popular enough. It's going to be fine. But I'm thinking from a NAF point of view, they won't be able to have, I don't think, an online talk well they will because it'll just be limited and it'll be a new variant in bb3 but from a meta point having 10 teams is is really going to be significantly less juicy than having you know 20 something in blood bowl 2 and i wonder if there's going to be situations where people are like yeah we're going to run on bb2 because there's more access to teams uh i can't maybe i can't see that and just the amount of games that are going to be out i wonder if bb2 is just going to be around i mean ben you've got a much better video game background than i have but i feel like there's some uh, there's some examples in games out there competitive-ish games where people are still playing the previous version oh yeah um i'm thinking of an example now oh, c and c oh, no. was one from back when i was in college like um i think c and c three landed and everyone was still playing generals and just continued yeah. playing generals because that's where all the gameplay was um, I think Counter Strike was like that to start with, but now yeah. it's been it's, that's been out for a little, quite a while. No, that's a really that's um, a great analogy actually. Um, because mm. yeah, they you know Counter Strike was a holdout, but I, I just think that with the Blood Bowl community, I feel like, and this may be a bit of a generalization, people who spend a ton of money on miniatures don't always spend a ton of money on PCs. I feel like that's a Venn diagram where i am way heavier on the, the the miniature side you know my disposable income goes on buying things i'll never paint rather than buying games oh, i'll never play uh you know i feel like that's just like the venn diagram of adults there's a few people like yourself who've got a sweet rig and ha and has a massive investment in miniatures um you are in the sweet spot <laughs> i think <laughs> just a moment of reflection oh there's too many <laughs> <laughs> hearing someone else say it just like oh no what a problem <laughs> yeah we all have problems um but yeah i just you know i feel like that crossover point like i think you are sitting in the sweet spot of high narrative pc game awareness and high quality miniature like you are massively invested in the miniature thing so this bb3 bb20 yeah. crossover you are in a smashing position for all of it but i feel yeah like that being said I'll probably still get it on Switch. 
<laughs> if, it's if it comes out on the switch i'm getting on the switch as well because we, yeah. we t- picked up a second switch so tiff could start streaming um youtube stuff for animal crossing and then went and got herself a new job so i don't think she's going to be doing much of the uh the youtube stuff anyway but still i mean much better to have a good job awesome stuff but um i don't know like i just think that if you look at our league look at our league we've got you know 20 regular coaches 10 to 12 super invested coaches that will play fumble when they can't get to tabletop there's a ton of guys who play tabletop who aren't interested in fumble even good guy lewis you know you got lewis you got craig you got rick there's a whole bunch of guys who aren't playing the fumble league because it just doesn't do it for them because they're highly invested in miniatures mm. those guys are not gonna have blood bowl three just mm. it sits outside of what their main interest is so that but I guarantee that a majority of them have got Blood Bowl too. Hmm. It's just yeah. it's just interesting because the Blood Bowl 16 rule set is decent and we've got all this secret team stuff. But the good thing is all the secret team stuff is being juiced up for 2020. The drafts are actually on Fumble now. You can see them. So as soon as those new rules are going to be able to go live, I don't know. I mean judge me if you like but i'm more excited for fumble to be updated than i am for blood bowl three to land uh so is ben clearly yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know <laughs> i i i do like the cyanide games um from like a visual standpoint they're not obviously the most amazing looking graphical masterpieces but uh, the new one, especially with the models reflecting, you know, your GW kits. It's pretty cool to see a toys come to life. It's like Toy Story. <laughs> but murdering. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And not in the way of, like, the furnace at the end of the third film. Um, <laughs> no tears here, guys. Uh, still the most upsetting moment in a kid's film, I think, ever. That, you know, <laughs> apparently when Bambi's mum t- gets it, that's quite bad as well. But I don't remember being that fussed about nah, that. No, I think that was bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, ooh, veal. No, not veal. Venison. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's way more delicious than plastic oh i i do have to vent this is completely off topic so i've been looking after e-commerce for where i am and stuff and um i had uh, an email chain for a customer complaint come through the other week uh so i was doing my weekly review and i'm like right okay where are we well, what do we need to focus on what training leads do we need like, what complaints have we had from a customer we sent a customer two veal two venison steaks with different dates and she's very upset because that meant that she had to eat she couldn't eat them both on the, the same day the longest date i mean we're talking like one one had six days life one had eight days life um and i would be i would be more concerned about the venison steak having a week uh, life on it but yeah i was like this is the most i've just i'm just baffled like i'm stood there and there's like cues and masks and everyone's just trying to survive and literally not die and i was like huh people are still people two dates yeah. on their venison steak i was like oh wow oh wow anyway bambi's mum, um sad <laughs> furnace toy story yes i don't know i think it's probably the accessibility of fumble that i'm most excited about i i feel like there's a much lower mm. entry point it, it but there's a higher learning curve and i don't know maybe i just need to play more blah blah two again but Man, we, we... yeah, and it's what you're after. I think Fumble is, like you say, super good. It's it's free. It's fantastic. It just works. It's very easy to get into. But like, I don't know. If for me, it's kind of like playing. But Fumble is really good when you want to play Blood Bowl 
as like you want the game crunchy experience of Blood Bowl compared to like the visual awesomeness of Tabletop where you yeah. have yeah. all miniatures and Blood Bowl 3 and will be 3 and 2 um, they give you that side whereas like it's a visually an immersive experience. You, yeah. it's. I wouldn't say Fumble is immersive. No, no. Fumble does not make for great uh, esports viewing either. Um, whereas no. actually Blood Bowl 2 works. I, I'm hoping that BB3 will have some kind of spectator mode. Um, yeah. So that, so that you can do esports commentary and stuff like that. Because I think Blood Bowl is an underutilized competitive sport. Because it, it's so blooming swingy and just imbalanced. It just creates incredible gaming moments. Um, yeah. Anyway, just just wanted to have a chat with you about whether or not BB16 is ever actually going to die because it's been eight months and everybody is still playing online with the old rules as if nothing's happened and it's this weird, weird moment of what we're doing now means nothing. And it's oddly liberating. Yeah, I think the the answer really is if it's if it's dead, it's a very nice non-committal. I don't know, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd I'd like that. I like that. Uh, anyway, anyway, Ben, I think I think we're just about done with blood ball stuff for today. Yeah, 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 yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I am going to go and print off some of the new stern voice at a hundred and twenty percent. Oh, do I do I boost it up to 125? No, that's wasteful. 120 is fine. Oh, 120. 120 is fine. It just sounds better. I think I'm. I think I uh, am printing off a glart for Milton as well. So I'll go do that. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'm the as well. Glart's okay. I, I think Hackflem's better, but you know me. I'm yeah. all dash, no bash. Um, groovy. So we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time with the podcast, and on that episode, we'll be talking about the entries for the adjusted team design competition so still got nine days but you know get them in now we've seen some great stuff it's really cool and um hopefully we'll be talking about death zone hopefully we'll have some more info about death zone that would be very nice i would like that please or we're just going to bore you with warhammer quest um because yeah oh yeah and yeah no actually change change plan is going to be a cursed city <laughs> cursed city crossover yeah it's going to be cool yeah. right bt thank you so much for hanging out man it's nice to chat with you yeah no always thank you cool 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 right thanks everybody for joining us thank you for listening um love you long time happy blocking <laughs> be safe and uh yeah do let us know what you think about our ramblings on this episode because this is a nice point where nothing exciting is happening right now in Blood Bowl. We're in the middle of pl- Plateau. Everyone's learned everything they can about Blood Bowl 2020. We just want to play more games. We've got a couple of months and it's this weird calm before the storm because I think when June and July hits, assuming everything's safe, it is going to be a new golden age for Blood Bowl. I really do think that. And Yeah, I agree. That's That's crazy exciting. Uh, because I maintain it's the best game. Anyway, right, we're going to disappear. Thank you very much for listening and watching, and we will see you soon. Bye-bye. Toodaloo.